Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show ski with your host, So Sad Today. Today I'm having a chocolate chip cookie the size of my head. Um, there's really nothing more on earth that I love, um, you know, as much as a chocolate chip cookie the size of my face. I just want to fucking lay, I want to get underneath it and I want to lay it down. I want to lay it down, let it low, fall in love. I'm falling in love with a chocolate chip cookie. I'm just, I'm, I'm all up in this cookie right now. Me and this cookie are, we're renewing our vows. Um, in truth, though, I have to say, despite the the fact that it is a chocolate chip cookie and it's and it's a big and it's a big in, um, it's a protein cookie. Okay, let me just be honest. It's one of those protein schmotein. You know, it's not straight up cookie. There's some other. There's some. There's some protein involved. Um, up in this situation, but um, you know, it's still beautiful to me. Um, it's still beautiful. I want to take this cookie and I want to hold it close to my heart. You know, I want. I want to do a lot. I want to do a lot of things with this cookie. I want to do a lot of things with this cookie, but um, it is a protein cookie. Um, I'm just, you know, because like, never, never let it be said that I'm not honest with my listeners. You know, I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not. It is a protein cookie, but it's a big one. Um, and you know, I'm here for I'm here for this. Um, I actually don't know what I'm here for. You know, everyone's always talking about like what they're. I'm here. I'm here for this. Um, I don't know what am What am I here for? Uh, I, I I don't know what I am here for. Um, perhaps just this cookie. Um, I'm not gonna say the brand of the cookie just because it's like. Come on, dudes. Like, you know, I don't need to do it. I don't need to do anybody's advertising. Um, the platform upon which I do this shodcast just had, like, said I had some interest from somebody in doing an ad. Uh, it was Warby Parker. I'm like, Warby Parker? I'm like, give me something I can work with here. Throw me a little, like, you know, throw, throw me some 7-Eleven. Throw me... If not 7-Eleven, throw me a little Subway. I'll do Subway. I'll do Subway. I'll take Jared's place. Um, you know, Warby Parker. Like, I'm not selling out for Warby Parker. Sorry. Sorry, Warby Parker. Um, although I did read that they, um, they give, like, a pair of glasses to someone in need for every pair they sell. I don't know. Because I, I, read, I read through, like, the whole, like, you know, they give you, like, a script to read for the ad. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of nice. That's cool. So I'll read that part for free. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, now, like, Warby Parker. Come on. Give me something, give me something juicy. Give me some McDonald's. You know, something, something, it's like, here's the thing. If I'm going to do, I miss, like, you know what, I miss the 80s. I mean, I don't know, maybe Warby Parker's a good company. I don't know. But I miss something about, like, the 80s and 90s when it was, like, when evil corporations were not trying to pretend that they weren't evil. They were just like, we're evil, we want money, and it's fine. You know, like, it's sort of, it's the way that I feel, you know, it's like, if you're going to be evil, be evil. 
Like, I, I would much prefer, and this is how I am with, like, lots of things. Like, I would much prefer, if you hate me, I want to know you hate me. I need to get a handle on it, you know? If a company's evil, like, let me know. Don't, like, you know, drape yourself in. This is, I'm not calling Warby Parker evil. I'm sure Warby Parker is very nice. But I'm just talking about in general, like, this trend of sort of, um, you know, like, the faux... Faux empathy, fempathy, you know, and just like sort of brand, like the branding, like empathy as branding, you know, and like, I mean, more corporations now are like, like when Facebook is talking about empathy, I'm just like, no, honey, you've, you've lost the thread, you know, or empathy actually has lost the thread. Facebook's trying to find a thread, you know, they're trying to, like, humanize themselves, they're trying to seem, like, warm, compassionate, you know, like, they're, they're really cuddling your data, they care, you know, like, that's the whole, you know, corporations talking about empathy, and that's, I think, why I'm, one of the reasons why I'm so glad I no longer work in an office, I really, I don't think I'd be able to handle it now, um, I mean, forgetting even the open, whatever that thing is, the open floor plan where you're just, like, exposed, like, like, I I need, I need a closed door so I can fart, or at least not a closed, not a closed door, not a closed door, but just a, I need walls, you know, like, I need, I mean, so not only to have to sit around with a bunch of people who are, like, you know, talking about, like, you know, watching Friends on Netflix or something, or like I don't know what are they talking about? They're, they're they're talking about the what they watched. This is us, the night before. You not only that, but it's like then you've got like your disgusting CEO like talking about like how you have to eat more fat so that your brain and like you know you should go in the meditation room and like you know in between sort of like his sociopathic content pursuit, you know like it, you the only people who have to talk about empathy are the people who like have none you know what I'm saying like you know there was that study that like uh, like there's a higher percentage of sociopaths amongst like CEOs than there is like I think it was fortune 500 CEOs but CEOs than there is amongst like laymen I mean I feel like that's like those are the people talking about empathy you know it's like those of us who maybe like have empathy like, we don't need to, like, go... We don't, we don't need to be, like, going... You know, it's the same problem I have with... I was just... I went to see a performance. Um, a good... A really good friend of mine did, like, a short play, um, which I was happy to go see, although nervous, because I really like her. I, had, I didn't know any of her art, so I was nervous, because you ju- when you really like a person, you're like, please, God, like, please don't let their art be horrible. Like, neutral, fine... But, like, please. And also, especially because this is sort of, this is, like, a somewhat of a mentor of mine. Not, like, an art mentor. And she's actually a lot younger than me. But just sort of a, like, a feelings mentor. You know? Like, I just, she has, like, very good perspectives on life. So she's, like, a friend tour, you know? And, and I was just, like, please, like, just let the art not be horrific. And I was actually really pleasantly, delightfully surprised and thank and thanking God that I actually really liked her short 10 minute play what I didn't realize was that um there were going to be six others uh surrounding it so that was that was um you know that was that was a night of a night at the theater um but there was a woman who was wearing a shirt 
a sweatshirt that said wild feminist. And I was like, I don't know if I believe you. I don't know if I believe, like, I mean, is she, like, if you have to say that you're wild, if you have to, like, do, if you have to, like, host a, if you have to, like, do a workshop on empathy, like, your empathy, you might have some issues with empathy. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, it's, I think what it is, it's just the bullshit thing. And I'm, so I'm like, you know what, if you're going to be a sociopath at the head of a company, be a sociopath. I want to know your, like, just be your sociopathic self. You know, like, be J.R. Ewing from Dallas. Like, just do you. And then I know to, like, steer clear. And, like, but you're not trying to, like, pull the wool over my eyes that you're, like, full of empathy. And, you know, it's just, like, it, it's, I know where I stand. You know, I, I prefer that. I really prefer that. Um, you know, like, give me J.R. Ewing from Dallas. Like, give me that. Give me evil when evil was evil. You know? Like, don't don't couch it in this sort of mamby-pamby kombucha on tap bullshit. I can't. So, you know, I I have to say I'm really glad that I, I, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for in my life. And one of the things to be grateful for um, is that I don't have to get a lecture on empathy from a sociopath. That is something you know, there's always, people say, there's always something to be grateful for. I do my grat list with my girls in New York. Um, people who are long, long-time listeners of the show, vintage listeners, know that um, I do, I'm, I'm on a gratitude list with, with some of my friends in New York. And it's, it's good because we're all alt-japs, so we can, some of us more alt than others. But um, we're all alt-japs, so I can, you know, I can be grateful for um, very important things like... Um, my sobriety and the people I love in my life. And then I can also be grateful for uh, keratin hair treatment. You know, it's like, it's nice. It's really nice. Or like, you know, my, you know, that I, I think I'm going to find, I think I'm going to be able to find a new colorist now that my colorist has retired. You know, like I can go from, I can really like run the gamut from like the most depth to the most complete and utter superficiality, but, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing the list, I'm just like, oh, God, I'm, like, phoning it the fuck in, but, like, every day I should wake up and just be like, you know, thank God, like, I don't, I don't work in an office in the time of, uh, bulletproof, bulletproofing your whatever, and, like, you know, the word content, when I was working in an office, the word content had not gained the traction that it has now, you know, it was very, or like scalable, you know, we weren't talking, I mean, I worked in books, you know, books are never really scalable. Um, and you know what? Shout out to books. I'm sure the publishing industry is still, uh, you know, is still keeping it fairly real, but, um, you know, that shit penetrates. And, um, so I don't know, that is something to be grateful for, you know, not, not taking lessons in compassion uh, from a sociopathic CEO. Um, in other news, or sort of related news, actually, I'm feeling um, I'm feeling a little better emotionally. Um, I'm coming out of my depression, I think. Um, basically, the same friend tour of mine. I was talking to her last week. She was at my house. 
Um, and we were talking about, I don't know, I was just talking about, like, all the shit that I feel like I'm, like, worried about and trying to control. And sort of part of the, the um, I guess we both are, are aligned in our, like, I hate to use the word spiritual, but, like, spiritual perspective of, like, you know that it's not about trying like ostensibly that it's not about trying to control the universe or get the universe to bend to your will but it's about like accepting what the universe is giving you and leaving room for the mystery like that's a really important one that when I do leave room for the mystery I actually feel a lot better but I always forget to do it like I just forget to leave room for the mystery like who remembers that you know like I get up I'm not like oh you know I'll do my meditation but then I'm like, you know, it's not like I, I don't go like eat my fucking like special K and yogurt and be like, you better leave room for the mystery. Like, no, I'm leaving room for nothing. Like I am trying to control every moment, you know, meditation or no meditation. And she kind of just reminded me that like I can actually like give all that shit away. Like I, I don't have to like I can take the action, let go of the results and like really let go of the results because I'm really definitely not in control, which is obviously scary and I hate um because I love the illusion of control, but I feel like the illusion of control lately has just been making me really sick. You know, and it's also in not leaving room for the mystery, it has been sort of I've been really missing like the the good shit in my life thinking about like what I lack obsessing about trying to get it you know get what you lack I've been missing the good shit you know I have not been thinking about the fact that I am not receiving a lecture on compassion from a sociopath amen so and she and I she and I were also talking about like my god box I have a box you know and, and as you know when I say god I don't mean dude in the clouds I just mean um you know it can be many things. It can be the direction of nature. It can be good orderly direction. You know, it can be the fucking flow of the universe, man. Like the great spirit, whatever. It can be whatever it is. It, but the point is, is that it's not me. So I have my God box, right? And like, but my God box has been like sitting in my closet. It has a lid on it. And it just seemed like such an effort to like, you know, I mean, you know how it is with depression it's like a major effort to like go in the closet and like that lid is just very heavy even though it's a fucking shoe box like that lid is heavy as shit and she was like well why don't you put your god box like right where you like work and live your life and like do your shit and like maybe put some stickers on it because I, I love stickers I'm a girl who loves the sticker if you're ever in L.A., go to Sticker Planet. It's a great store. Shout out Sticker Planet. Yeah, why can't Sticker Planet want to advertise on this? Like, Warby Parker? Come on. But, so, I was like, yeah, I'm going to sticker that bitch up. So, I had this box. It was a really cute box I was holding on to that I had, had, like, a nice scented candle in. The box is, like, pink. And it has, like, palm trees on it. You know, it's that, like, palm tree motif that got very... Um, you know, the banana leaf, like the Beverly Hills Hotel wallpaper. It got very trendy the past couple of years. Well, I'm still not over it. I'm deeply still on the palm tree. Um, and then I had these, like, glitter stones, these square glitter stones, and I, like, glittered the shit out of it. I crazy glued those bitches on there because you know how I feel about crazy glue. They were falling off. And I was like, okay, I know this is about, like, not being in control, but, like, I can't have them all falling off. So I, like, crazy glued them on there. And it got, like, a very 80s cool, like... Um, like one of those almost like 80s like glass walls with the cubes. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. If you ever watched The Facts of Life 
and you remember like the store that they had. It's just those like cool glass square thingy. Well, anyway, it's a dope little box. It's a pink palm tree and clear squares box. And it's small, so I can have it, like, right on the table next to, like, where I meditate, where I do my work. Like, there's, I have a little Lucite table next to the um, Chase Loungey thing where I do my work. Another thing to be fucking grateful for, that I'm doing my work on a fucking Chase Lounge in a room with walls and not um, in an open office floor plan. And I don't care about the kombucha, okay? I, I have no interest in kombucha. I, I don't drink kombucha because it's fermented, so I'm, like... I'm sure there are sober people who do, but it has, like, 1% alcohol, so I'm like, listen, like, why fuck with it? I just don't want, I don't like what my head's going to do to me. You know, I don't think I'm going to relapse on kombucha, but it's just, I just don't fuck with it, and it's fine. But, um, another thing to be grateful for, you know? But anyway, so I've been just, like, using the shit out of my God box. Um, I've been putting, like, just anything from, from the smallest shit that I'm preoccupied with to, like, big existential scary shit about, like, survival and livelihood and purpose and meaning and all the shit. Um, you know, I've been throwing it all. I just write it down and put it in there. And it's not like I think once I put it in there that, like, you know, I'm going to get what I want. That's not really what it is. And it's also not necessarily that I'm going to, um, be completely relieved of the obsession with it. Because, let's be honest, I mean, you know, my mind is like a fucking bear trap, for obsession. But what it does, you know, the way she was talking about it was like a different way than I thought about it. She's like, you know, make it like a stew. Like, see it like a stew. And like, all the shit you put in there, like, the universe is working on it. Now, I'm not saying it's like conspiring to, you know, it's not like, I'm not like really a, like the secret kind of person. Like, I'm not like, yes, like, it is the universe is conspiring to create miracles for you. Like, you know, sometimes people like die accidentally. And it's like, well, where's the miracle? You know, like, I can't get into that whole game. But it's like, I'm put, I, I write it down, I put it in. And then every time it crosses my mind, I just remember, no, no, it's in the box. Like, you're not allowed to control this anymore. Like, you not only do you not, like, is, and it's safe to not. That's the thing. It's like, I need to give myself permission. I almost have to, like, set a rule, you know? It's like, i got to play games with myself. My whole life is just playing games with myself in order to, like, um, stay alive. Is basically, like, that is, you know, that is, like, my whole sort of situation. That is what I do. That is my life. Playing games to not uh, let my mind kill me. That is... That is what I do. So, anyway, so the God Box is really helping. The renewed God, po- God Box 2.0. It's helping a lot. Another thing I love about the God Box, which I've, I've talked about on the show before, is um, that I like to, like, at the end of a year or the end of every couple years, like, go through and, like, look at all the shit that I was freaked out about that did not happen. Um, it's just very nice. That's, like, a great way. You know, so then when I'm freaked out about some more shit, I'm like, well, you're worried, like, you're, you're catastrophic thinking, like... It it hasn't come true so far, so, you know. But, um, yeah, so shout out to the God Box, because really nothing has changed in my life. I mean, I'm not physically sick anymore, although actually I wasn't feeling great today, and I'm like, um, you know, you don't even want to know the narrative. The narrative I gave was, like, you know, the hip thing that I had, like, the MRI was wrong, I definitely have cancer the cancer is spreading like and that is why I keep getting sick you know this is this is and it's confirmed like it's already confirmed within like three seconds but um no but I mean I I am feeling physically better 
you know. But other than that, not a single, not a, not a damn thing in my life has changed. But it's just like I felt so, I, I had so sickened myself with the trying to control everything and 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 really like not leaving zero room for the mystery. Like sometimes you just get so sick that you just like are like desperate, and then someone says something and you're like, oh shit, you know. So shout out to my friend Kate. Shout out to her suggestion. Shout out to the fact that uh, her art doesn't suck. Thank God. It was actually a very cool, um, meta, funny, charming, moving, not annoying, thank God, performance. Um, you know, I'm so that's another thing to be grateful for. It's another thing to be grateful for. When you like someone and their art doesn't suck. But, like, and then there's those times where, like, you're so into a person, you know, like, you're so, like, juiced up on, like, those, like, love chemicals, um, you know, that, like, it's art that you would really actually, like, think was a piece of shit, but you're, like, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he eats pussy really well, um, or maybe, like, you know, she lives far away, and, like, you know, you mostly sexed, you know, whatever it is, like, whatever your kryptonite is, those are two of mine, you know, um, good pussy eating, good, like, not just good pussy eating, good, um, fo- uh, passionate, right, like, really into the pussy eating, like, really, you know, like, has studied, that's, like, a big one for me, I really like, I really like people who have, like, really gone the distance, and, you know, are real, are real students of the pussy eating and, you know, have gusto and enthusiasm. You know, it's not, it's not just enough to be technically proficient. You know, they're, they want to be, they want to pitch a tent down there. Like that's, that's my type of person. At the same time, other kryptonite for me, besides the pitching of the tent is like, you know, a love that cannot be right. So it's like from a distance, like I want to like, know, like basically like someone who's like, I think like the ultimate kryptonite is probably like, someone like I've never even met who's like talking about how much they want to like eat my pussy and it's hot like that's you know what I'm saying but anyway so I don't know what your kryptonite is you know we all have our kryptonite but like that person like may their art may be like to me a disaster if I'm not under that like love haze of the kryptonite but like because I am I'm just like oh like this is groundbreaking work you know um yeah it's and it's it's more of an internal thing, you know. Like I'm not, I mean, I'm not like the editor of the Paris Review. Like, you know, when was that? Wasn't there that dude who was like, I don't know, like fucking people to, for like publications or whatever? I mean, I think that's slightly different too, than you know, because I don't know whether he like thought the art was good because they were fucking or it was more using like his position to like, you know, make shit happen. Whereas for me, it's more like I fall and then I'm like. I'm like, this art, This art's not half bad. And then, like, have you ever had that? Like, it, it doesn't have to just be art. It can be, like, the characteristics, some other characteristic of a person. You're just, like, you think, like, it, within the love glow, it's just, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, they just really have it going on in this department. And then, like, but then if you actually manage to, like, ever escape the love glow, you know, uh, which for me is, you know, either, like, we stop talking and then like many years of like you know therapy down the road finally I'll have the breakthrough of like 
you know, or like we get into a relationship and the and like you know the pink goggles and have genuine intimacy and the pink goggles like quickly come off. Either or, either or. Um, but like for that, you know. But have you ever had like the pink goggles come off and you're just like, what? Like that? Like I thought that was good. I like I thought I I thought that was like innovative work. Like no, dude. Like I was just high on fucking love love drug. Love's a powerful drug. That shit's powerful. I mean, if you're, like, on MDMA, you know, you can be listening to, like, the sound of a beep, and it can sound, like, really fucking good. So it's like, you know, I don't know. For me, love chemicals are pretty, you know, they can make some pretty bad rhyming poetry seem uh, seem doable, you know. Um but yeah, but when it comes to friends, I'm, you know, or just like when there's not the love haze and it's just like, um, you know, platonic or whatever, like, I'm just like, oh, please God. Cause I know I'm not going to have like the pink goggles to like make, to like patch the art together, you know, um, to like make it seem better. What is it? You know, it's, it's funny. I've been thinking a lot about, um, like, you know, because I was saying my kryptonite, right? Like, we all have our own kryptonite. But, like, one thing that's... my a, fr- a friend of mine was saying that she... Like, she's been making a feast out of crumbs. You know, basically, like, somebody's, like, giving her just, like, tiny dregs. And she's, like, trying to make this, like, a relationship. I... I love crumbs. I gotta say. I love a crumb. I'm a girl who likes a crumb. Um, why do I prefer the crumbs to the cake? You know, I've I've been thinking about this. And, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's because with the cake, if you have a whole cake, right? If you have the whole cake, you're like, okay, it's German chocolate. I know what I've got. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm eating German chocolate every day. With, but with the crumbs, you know, you're like always still hungry. And you can kind of like imagine like, well, maybe this was a yellow cake or maybe it was like red velvet. Like, I don't really know. But these crumbs are fucking good. Because, like, you just don't have enough of them. So, like, you kind of put what you have under a magnifying glass. And, like, you have to sort of, I don't know, like, you have to make the crumbs be enough. Um, But, yeah, I'm definitely, like, I don't know why I would, I just, it is my, like, it feels like, maybe it's not, like, my natural instinct. Like, maybe I wasn't born this way. Maybe I was. I don't know. I'm guessing it probably has a little something to do with nurture as well. Um probably regarding like uh feeling like I have to earn love you know what I'm saying like feeling like like I have to earn it like I have to be performing you know like I have to I have to be moving forward I have to be achieving you know like if the love's just like there like is that really to be trusted like can I trust the cake like am I allowed to have the cake or, like, well, the cake, is the cake going to, like, fuck me up, you know? Like, is the cake going to lead me down some, like, primrose path, um, you know, thinking and thinking that, like, life can be, I don't know, good? Or, like, just, like, is it even real if I'm not continually having to work for it or text for it or perform for it or send nudes for it or, um, you know, record myself masturbating for you know whatever it is whatever little performance I've done in all my ways of you know all my little courting all my little courting rituals you know or um pretending to be 
not quite what I am, you know, like, it's like the cake sees you, like, when you're with the cake, you are, you are you, you know, like, when you, or at least when you sit around with the cake for a while, like, the cake sees all, you know, you're just, you're you, the cake's the cake, and it's kind of, like, there, and, like, there's less, so, like, you know what the cake is, right, you're like, okay, it's German chocolate, I know it's gonna be German chocolate, but you also know what you are, you know, it's like, because the cake knows what you are, and I guess, like there's less of a performance element or the not so much performance but there's less the possibility that you could be anyone else you know and I think there's something sexy about feeling like you could be someone else um you know that sort of in the in the trying to achieve love and the trying to like cobble these crummies together into some kind of cake that can feel like super magical you know, because you're, like, doing your shit, you're, like, busying yourself, right, it's, like, that adrenaline, it's, it's really good for, well, I think it's really good for depression in a certain sense, like, it definitely medicates the shit out of it, but then it's not the best drug in the sense that it's not really sustainable, because, like, it's kind of, like, once you, you don't just get that relief, you get, like, the high, and then inevitably you, like, drop off the other side, because you're, like, you know, you're kind of always waiting for the text, you're always waiting for, like, the next crumb. And then, like, you get the next crumb. And then there's, oh, God. You know what's even, you know what's even worse is when, like, the crumbs, like, kind of, you sort of realize they're not enough. Or, like, you, you kind of, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm really just so hungry. So you start to try to, like, hoard the crumbs, you know? Like, you're like, oh, I'm not going to text back right away. Like, let me just have this moment of, like, when that, he, that like, you know, he or she has texted and like, I like the crumb is in my court. You know what I'm saying? Before I have to like toss it back and then be waiting for the text again. You know, like that's, that's, that's a hell. I'd say that's a Sisyphean hell, you know, for every, for every like good element of the, uh, making a feast of crumbs, you know, and there are, like I said, you know, I think it definitely like can give you that drug, like high, um, you know, it can distract you from yourself. There's the excitement, you know, you don't, there's the mystery. Talk about mystery. Um, you know, there's trying to control the mystery, which like is its whole other thing. But like, you know, for every sort of way that the behavior of, of being, of, of accepting crumbs and trying to make a feast out of crumbs, uh, for all the reasons why we do it, right? Because the, the, the shit that we do that hurts us, like, it does serve us in some way. Like, it's doing something that we register on some level as delicious. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it, you know? Even if it's, like, super painful behavior. Like, there's still some little payoff. But when I think about the payoff, you know, sometimes I can kind of look at the crumbing and I'm like, oh, I miss, I miss the scavenging, you know? I miss the, like miss the crumbs, I miss the, you know, I want to just be, like, Hansel and fucking Gretel, like, following that shit back to, like, the witch's house, you know, I just want to be at, like, Camp Crumb, um, you know, it was exciting, it had a raison d'etre, as much as I can miss certain elements, like, when I think about those moments of when, like, I kind of, I realized the crumbs were, like, never going to be enough, but, like, I wasn't able to, like, get out of it, so I started just, like, trying to hoard the crumbs, and, like, or, like, I'd, I'd even see, like, what crumbs were going to be coming down the road. And I could, and I was like, but what, what about the next crumbs? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I don't want that. I don't want that. 
you know, um, and like, thank God for like some accurate memory because euphoric recall can really be just very distorting. Um, you know, and it's, thank God that I have like looked at art and been like, yes, this is some avant-garde platinum amazing shit and then like been fallen out of the love and been like um this is like nothing I ever want to read again you know like I thank god for that because that's like good reference for me what's also good reference I love when um attractive people uh become unattractive um it just I mean I I don't wish like ill on anyone uh, to me and again to me because like attractiveness is subjective but like it always feels like a gift because, you know, sometimes, like, I, I know, like, the question of whether beauty is truth, like, I know that, like, beauty, like, I don't know, is it truth, isn't, but, like, I, it can feel like truth to me, you know, it can feel like, it can feel like an eternal moment or like a brush with an angel, you know, like, for example, Bam Margera, I was a big Bam Margera fan. Um, had a big crush on Bam Margera back in the day. I was, you know, I'm a Jackass fan. Love Jackass. Um, and I recently watched the Bam Margera documentary, um, like, you know, I guess half a year ago, and he's not looking good. And listen, I wish Bam no ill, but I have to say it was really interesting for me because in the past, like, when I would look at hot Bam, I was like, I really felt like I was, like, being touched by an angel. And I was like, how is this not, like, real love? Like, how is this not the shit that, like, inspires poetry? You know? Like, yes, maybe it's only based on, like, that I am physically very attracted to him. And also because he's, like, a skater boy. So it's, like, the enfant terrible and what I want to be. And he seems very free. You know? But it was also very, like... But it felt true. It felt like truth. So then when I, like, watched the documentary and, like... Bam's looking like shit now. I mean, it, things are not good for Bam. And, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I wish him only the best. But uh, since he isn't looking good, um, it's a good moment for me to take stock and be like, wow, like, the beauty was fleeting. I don't feel the same way about him now. Like, that was not love. Now, I know these are things that, like, most people learn at, like, age, you know, like 10 or whatever, but I just, I'm a slow learner, you know, and it takes things like the transformation of Bam, um, for me to, you know, maybe Bam walked so I could run, you know, maybe that is sort of the lesson here. So more will be revealed on that department. So on that note, wishing you a week in which all of your unrequited loves grow unattractive to you as well. And I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.